No stems, no seeds that you don't need. Acapulco Gold is... Bad as we... Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Blue Dragon. Hanging out with Blue Dragon 420. Sorry. <laughs> Whips ain't working right today. Well, I just got done finishing... Uh, the Undertaker's Mark Calloway's documentary. Uh, you know, it really truly shows you it doesn't matter how big you are, you're still human. And honestly, I've been watching him wrestle for a long time. Uh, shit, since I was like four. And see him transformate from way back then to what he is now. And I have to say thank you. Thank you for sharing the good, the bad, the ugly. It, it meant a lot to see how far you've gotten in WWE. I mean, honestly, you're just phenomenal. But, question on my mind, I don't know about everybody else, is who do you pass the torch to? Who gets to re- rebuild the legacy that you put and you paved the way for young guys and young women? I mean... As a fellow Texan myself, uh, it's been really weird that when you wrestle, you put everything else in the back of your mind. Your main strategy is to win, but if you don't win and you rewatch it and you go, damn, how could I have made that better? How can I improve? my skills and through so many surgeries he's had and so much shit that he's been through that man I will have forever that most respect for R- wrestler him being plain and simple I respect for what he does for you know the younger generation that are going to be stepping the ropes in that square circle that you know most people do it for a paycheck some do it because they love it so much to the arts what they breathe and it's not so much as a paycheck it's about how far can they go what is it going to take to get their, you know, their fame, their glory. But along with that, you know, it, it, it's just weird, you know, because I thought The Undertaker was going to retire a few years back when he got beaten by Brock Lesnar. And he 
he had a lot of redemption. The Undertaker last ride was truly what I felt in my heart was really good on his documentary. Uh, Chris Jericho, you know, in his humor, gotta respect a man with humor. Because you ain't got comedy in your life, but God damn it, you need to get it in your life. You know, certain kind of people who joke around clean comedy, but then you got those others who joke about everything and anything. But still, I think people take most of these wrestlers, regardless if it's all elite wrestling or WWE, they're all human. And what they do is work. All they try to do is make themselves get better at what they do. You can like them, you can hate them. But honestly, when it came down to it, you got to respect what they do in that ring. And their ring, they do what they do to please us as audience. They count on us to make, to help them keep going. I do watch WWE, I watch AEW. But both companies rely on an audience. And with COVID-19 going on, I mean, I want everybody to know that it's, it may be a huge thing in our lives. But you also got to take a look at a standpoint. Everybody's putting their lives at risk. It's not just policing or, or, you know, paramedics. It's working class, period. It's people who work in restaurants. And, you know, doctors even do it too. Lawyers are now. I mean, it's a long list. Um, I can't drive. I can't do really much of anything without adult with me. I'm 35, go figure. But still, I have seizures and it sucks. But I don't let it bring me down. I don't let it, you know, take my life away because I have control over my own fate. And so is everybody else. You know, honestly, I'm getting really sick and tired when people say, well, I ain't got any control of my life. Yes, you do. If you're 18 years or older, I believe in my heart that you have every right to do what you feel like as long as you don't put yourself or others at risk. As long as you do right, not wrong. Um, I have done quite a few wrong things in my past I'm not proud of. But I've learned from them. I learn from them because that's what helps me get through my life. I make a mistake. Guess what? I'm mad enough to admit, hey, I fucked up. Sorry. But I learn from that mistake. I don't make the same mistake twice because I know I do. 
then what's the point I keep on repeating the same mistake over and over? Because all you're doing is basically what I like to call a turtle on your back and trying to figure out how to get, you know, roll back over and stand up. It's hard for some of us who are trying to deal with life. Oh yes, I am going straight to life, people. I mean, if you're a parent, if you're a parent, okay. Oh, speaking of which, sorry, but I want to let all the you know fathers out there who do listen to me. Are going to listen to me, even with new listeners. Happy late Father's Day. I know I'm about three days, you know, late, but sorry, been ha- having a lot on my mind. Uh, like, I'm not watching the news anymore. I just I can't stand it. It's just all negative and sad. And depressing. Well, I mean, why should anybody have to deal with that much depression? You know. See, I, I'm trying to enjoy life as it goes. I don't like to just brush myself because if I rush myself, I'm gonna trip and fall, and then everything's gonna go to hell. That's why I stride on doing baby steps. I don't just rush myself and call it quits. If I call it quits, then what kind of man makes me, you know, that way? It makes me lazy. It makes me, you know, not who I am today. I had to fight very hard to be this way, this nice person who I am. I'm happy with who I am today. You know, and I would love for, you know, people to understand that everything I say is not negative, always. There, There's good points on what I say, and as an American, I feel like I have that right. But also at the same time, I, I kind of think, do I too get too far sometimes? <laughs> All I do is, you know, just kind of give opinions on what I feel like wrestling, life in general. Uh, Where I live, at night, it feels like a ghost town. Unless there's a lot of sirens going on, and it's like, I didn't do it. (laughs) That's what me and my wife usually say. We didn't do it. We've been here the whole entire damn time. And it's funny because that's always been an inside joke in our family, you know. When when an alarm goes off, all of us go, we didn't do it. <laughs> it was that person, yeah, yeah. But basically, we try to keep to ourselves for the most part. Um, we like to conserve you know, our place to be very peaceful. Other than our kids go rambunctious and 
you have kids, oh my gosh. You may have special needs kids. It's hard. I mean, especially if you have children with autism. They will keep you on your toes. If you have a teenage autism, um, I definitely feel your pain. My wife feels your pain when I feel your pain, but it's still an equal kind of stance. And that's just the thing, you know. I would, I would love nothing more to see a lot more places opening up for autism kids. Even adults, you know, just something for them to do, you know, like a, a crafting place, something for them to do. I know that right now it's still tough with the COVID going on. Uh, and for all those people asking, how long are we going to have to do this social distancing? Now, I'm just like the rest of you guys, you know. I keep wondering that, but don't hold your breath. Because all you're going to get is empty promises. Don't believe what every media station say unless it's your local news trust them guys unless they mess up a whole lot then just go with your gut me i just go with my gut and i go not gonna go away anytime soon because if they would have found a cure they would have found it already but also at the same standpoint, this is a new virus that nobody's even heard of, nobody's even seen before. I feel, in my honest opinion, that they're not taking all the necessary precautions to try to cure, you know, some of those who are affected by this. And numbers keep rising by the day. And I go, wow. That's why I deleted my news. But I hear it from other sources. And it's like, oh my god. But my family and myself are taking the necessary precautions. And that means we're, we stay at home. But my wife, oh my gosh. I love this woman to death. She is in a lot of pain, but she finds the courage and strength to help the family out by going out in grocery shop, getting stuff for the house. I mean, I'm sorry, but she deserves like a mother of the year and wife of the year award. I mean, she's done everything and I think if I didn't have her in my life, I don't think I'd be alive today, to be honest. I love this woman with all my heart and soul. She's my best friend. And she helped me get through a lot of things in my life. 
And I think if I didn't have her in my life, I'd be lost. And again, not living. But, you know, it kind of makes you wonder what our government is truly hiding, though. Yes, I, I, I know I feel like... Why is he getting off subject? Because it makes me cry sometimes. Yes, I'm a guy and I do cry sometimes. But that's the thing. Why the hell do men have to be hiding their feelings? Ain't that macho shit been gone for a while? Let's not bring up the 90s, please, people. That's what it feels like to me is that, you know, those guys out there, I don't have to show my feelings. Feelings are for pussies. Okay? Get realize on that stigma, oh, if your friend, family member, or whatever, dies, you're going to tell me that you're going to stand there and not shed one tear? Yeah. Uh-huh. Or see, how about this? If you're a parent and your child graduates high school, you're not going to shed a tear? Or you're you know, a father of a daughter and seeing her and give her away a wedding, tell me you're not going to cry. Because if you tell me, nope, I'm going to call bullshit. I know. Because my father-in-law did. I mean, my wife got married 12 years ago. That day is still in my brain because that's how strong it stayed in my heart. My, me and my wife, we've been through it all. The good, the bad, the ugly, but most of all, we realized one thing. We both love each other and we will do whatever it takes to find each other again. And when we did, I was so happy and I am better now than I've ever been my whole life. I mean, getting seven shots in the neck, it, believe me, it's one of those things like, is this really worth it? Yes, it is very worth getting all seven of those shots just to become myself again. And for me to just be happy. And don't take life for granted because you do. Everything that you think isn't wrong, there could be something wrong. Take it in even the littlest moments in your life. Don't ever take life for granted. Because if you do, it might just creep up on you. Grandparents who were alive told me that. A grandmother, actually, the one that told me, don't take life for granted. Because every time you try, you're a waste it. And I never understood what that meant. I mean, I've been married twice. Uh, first marriage didn't go well. 
but this is the longest relationship I've ever had in my life. 12 years is magical. It feels like you got married all over again. I love that feeling. I love having it. I don't think anybody, you know, if they're very loving with their spouse, and if they've been married as long as I have or longer, and they're still happy in their marriage, you got a strong relationship, a strong, you know, marriage. Yes, I will agree with everybody that the first year is the hardest year. That's the thing. It's true. The first year is the hardest. After the honeymoon period is over, guess what? Then you get to see, you know, your spouse truly how they act, how they do things. But in my, my wife's eyes, we believe that if you live together for six months, they'll figure out who you are and who they are. But me and my wife, we're high school sweethearts. We, we love each other to death. Uh, not every relationship is perfect. I know I've said this probably quite a few times in numerous podcasts, but still... It's fun. Try to, you know, mix it up a little bit. But don't go too far. (laughs) There's always a breaking point in every relationship. Sometimes if you're fighting, it's best just to walk away, give yourself some time, and then talk about it. You're running away from it, then guess what? There's no love there. There's nothing there. It's emptiness. And I do believe people don't like emptiness. They don't like feeling alone. I know I don't like feeling alone. Me and my wife already have the understanding that we can never be alone without one another. And she's right. I mean, she's fully right on that. <sighs> Shit. Yeah, I heard uh, Trump made a racist remark about the whole flu, and he called it Kung Flu. I know I'm not part of Asian descent. But you can't say that. Because that, that's just asking for a war. And honestly, he's already burned his bridges with a lot of people. And he keeps doing it. And I'm finding it now more and more that he's just another asshole. And... Just because he's president doesn't give him the right to make racist comments like that. Especially what's been going on. 
I am not a Trump supporter. I'm a me supporter. <laughs> I support my family. I don't vote. I don't care to because it's just another asshole going in the office. You know, I've read this one billboard one day and I had to laugh my ass off. She said, and I'm not going to fabricate it or anything, but she says, I'm not in it for the politics, I'm for the people. And I go, time out. You're trying to run for governor, and you're saying you're not for the politics, but for the other people. Now, to me, that's contradicting. Because still, it's politicians. You're going into a house, like a senator or whatever. You're in politics. The only way you ain't going to be in politics is that you're not running. I, that's what made me laugh. I'm going to be fucking serious. Really? And honestly, I respect anybody who is who is not racist. You're racist. You don't belong to be walking and living on this planet. What you need is help. You need to just stop being a bigot and do something with your life. But most people won't. Most people thrive on hatred and don't like somebody because they're different than them. To me, I feel that everybody is, you know, bleeds equally. Just because their skin is different. You, you have to be a jackass. I just, I, I, I feel like, you know, us people who dealt with this kind of shit back in junior high or high school or even in grade school, we always had to fight because we were different. And if you got your ass kicked, some of that shit people will take to heart and some really violent things happen. And I don't want to give people the image of what because that's just not me. <laughs> I just feel that right now as Americans we need to understand what's going on but also we need to listen when this COVID came along, everybody just went panic. Now, in the daytime, oh my gosh, it's getting fucking ridiculous and it just won't stop. Nobody's really doing the whole six feet apart that I've seen. There, there's no, nothing. I only know 
quite a few people who have managed that stay home, but it's getting fucking ridiculous. The more cases that we're getting, and I'm not going to fabricate this, I'm not even going to lie, I'm going to shut down the state, and they're only going to open bare minimum businesses. Only get this, the essentials. Again, something we're not really fond of. Because that means they're going to limit everybody on everything. Toilet paper, sanitizers, so on and so forth. People pretty much, you do get point. It's just, that's why I figured if we do things the right way, then maybe, just maybe, we'll get somewhere. Because if we don't, guess what? We're back at square one. Because everybody's like, oh, we don't care if there's a curfew or we don't care. It's always some kind of excuse. You know? How is it fair for people who don't want to get this COVID and they're trying to make the necessary changes for their routines, but then things go a little fucked and you can't do anything about it. Then you're back at square one. What do I need to do? What kind of plan of action do I need to do? Well, easy. Social distance, six feet apart. It's not getting better. It's just getting worse. Now, I understand if people need to get groceries or if you're you know, smoking cigarettes, I get it. My wife smokes cigarettes. I don't. She does. But that's the thing. She does a lot. And, I, you know, I'm just curious, you know, how many people go out of their way for their family, do all the shopping, and then totally turn around and helps with everything. They're going to get the groceries. They're the ones that are making trips back and forth. I mean, it just really boggles my mind how this year it was starting to go a little good and then all of a sudden, boom, COVID-19. And it's all pouring towards China. I'm going, okay, okay, I get it. But if we're going to blame China, then we're going to blame people who were on the boat that came back to America then. It's only fair if you think about it. Because they're the ones that were traveling. They're the ones that brought it with them. I mean, yeah, you can call me a hypocrite. You can call me whatever you feel like it, but that's true. And when Trump said something about Kung Flu, 
I, I was like, man, you're making me just dislike you even more. His idea for autism children or any special needs children that receives SSI believes that they deserve just to be beaten. I'm sorry, but how about I, I, I my my wife's son over to you, who's 13 years of age, and let's see how you handle him. Because there's only one or two ways you're going to get that boy to calm down. And I'm just going to look at him and say, good luck. If you try to beat him, he's going to beat your ass. <laughs> I mean, this is how he is. I don't like Trump. I am not a Trump supporter. I will never be a Trump supporter because, honestly, he's an asshole. And he's bigoted, too. I don't understand how we voted for this man. Well, not we, but America, people who did. You put a dude with an ego the size of fucking Texas, you put him in office, now it's gone to a whole fucking country of ego. But I'm sorry, I want, I, I want anything in this whole world. That's honesty in the White House. You show me honesty, then I'll start showing respect. Until that happens, why should I respect it? I have no respect for a man who bigots people and belittles them on TV. And people let me get away with this shit. And I'm not trying to freak people out, but things don't go his way. Guarantee he's going to call martial law. Because of what's going on between COVID-19 and some of the other things that are going on in the U.S. Which I, honestly, I can't, I won't go back to that because I already mentioned it when I did my last podcast. You know, and like I've said before, I do this because it's fun. I get my opinions out to everybody. And, yeah, I don't mind getting feedback. I love getting feedback. It doesn't matter if it's right, wrong, or different. It's your opinion, too. I don't care if you live in America or anywhere across this whole world. You know, I appreciate people who listen. And if you take my opinion, great. That's your choice. But I'm not trying to tell anybody what to do. That is not what my podcast was made for. And that's not why I did this for. I did this for mainly just to, you know, share my thoughts. And hopefully help some people out there who've been through so much. Like myself. Uh, even for military people, you know, who 
got out of the service because of some kind of problem. Amputation, I mean, it's a list. For those people out there, you know, who put their lives on the line, but guess what? If you go outside, you're putting your life on your, the line. And that's a true fact. And I remember hearing, you know, paramedics always putting their life on the line, firemen putting their lives on the line, police, including the military. But now, think about it in this aspect, and when I put this, is that everybody now is putting their life at risk going outside now. Regardless if you smoke cigarettes, if you just want to get fresh airs, you're still putting your life on line. There's no way around it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Because I'm not honest. I believe that if you're going to be honest, just do it. If it hurts a person's feelings, then it hurts a person's feelings. It's like my sister Will says, it's easier to just rip off the band-aid than it is to just slowly pull and just keep on letting it build. And I agree with her full-heartedly on that. Honestly, it's just one of those things that I call life. But that's the thing. If you rip off the Band-Aid, at least they had time to heal. It's better to let your feelings out than to hold them in. I'm still learning. Don't get me wrong, I made mistakes, but I learned from them. I don't even know what the hell happened on AEW. I am probably, I would say, two shows behind. But I heard uh, Sammy Guevara did something really nutty, and it was probably a racist remark, and Sasha Banks was not happy at all. And honestly, in this time of need, it's really hard for entertainers like wrestlers, baseball players, golf players, football players, so on and so forth, okay? They need to understand one thing. If you only hate one group and why is it fair? For them to just do that and get and try to get away with it, which some people do, okay. And it's not just you know police officers; it's 
other businesses too that treat people differently. And that's what kind of really antagonizes me even more. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, there's some crooked cops, but then you got those awesome cops who don't abuse their badge. They, they serve and protect because that's the motto. Serve and protect being a police officer. That is your job. You don't go up to a person after you do your little strobe lights that like to probably put me in a damn seizure. No. It's the good cops, the calm ones, the ones that don't get up in your face and act like they're all that in a bag of fucking chips because they wear a damn badge. Just because you wear a badge doesn't give you a right to abuse power. The good cops are the ones I like. They talk to you comfortably. They get right down to the point without any attitude or guts. Because if they're having a shitty day, they put it behind them. And I don't care if some of them are listening when I publish this. Because honestly, I've gotten to the point in my life is that if you're aware of that badge... You wear it, and you honor it. You don't abuse it. Because you're not saying good examples. If you want to set good examples, then go through another seminar training for cops. Sensitive training. Because... How are you supposed to protect us when you're being a rude asshole? And I think that you're a douchebag when you abuse your power. And as freedom of speech, I will use this. I don't give a damn if you wear a badge. Don't disrespect it by being an asshole. Treat everybody as equals. Like if you see something suspicious, what if it's just two average, you know, people having a conversation and you just happen to come along, you're profiling and profiling is illegal. And I know that for a fact. Every state you go to, it states in every law, if you profile anybody, it would result into suspension or termination. Possibility a lawsuit, too. I only say this because I've learned over the years. I've seen it. They even do it to elderly people, even when they don't do anything wrong. And honestly, I, I ask everybody, you know, in the U.S., watch what happens when you can tell a good cop from a bad cop. 
It's plain as day. It's in black and white. Period. Honestly, I've been really happy on the fact that they finally, instead of letting the three go and only keeping one, they got all of them. I just hope the judge isn't playing favoritism and pretty much gives them, what, 50 years? No, they need to serve a life sentence in prison or an execution because what they did to that guy was not right. And ever since what's going on, you know, people are saying, Black Lives Matter. That's true. I can't argue with that, honestly. I mean, they've, they've already been through so much. Their ancestors have been through so much. They knew what their ancestors been through. So they're going to turn around and go, okay, now you're going to pull this shit on us. Well, guess what? Here's us riding back. Honestly, if they would have done their jobs correctly, this would have never happened at all. Quite honestly, in my eyes, the wrongdoing was all four police officers who honestly were probably having a shitty day just to add more shit on top of that. Now they're paying the consequences. So, how long is it going to take for everybody to realize justice has been served? I mean, why should the riots still be going on? It shouldn't. I mean, I'm with everybody. What happened to George Floyd didn't wasn't his time. He still looked young. <laughs> and for what the cops did was all illegal. See, if they have to do it, you know, those seminars, basically counseling, now, I believe every precinct in the United States have to do it as a requirement. Every month, they have to go through an evaluation. Regardless if it's once or twice a month. That's my opinion. But that's the thing. I guarantee most people would probably back me up. It's just one of those things that really gets under my skin. That, oh, they did good in their, you know, seminar evaluation, da da da. But that same person will turn around, boom, 
the exact opposite. I've seen news everywhere almost. Like, there was a dude in Arizona who was a cop pulling women over and yeah I'm not going to get really that dark because kind of figure where I'm going with this but he got arrested whoop de do but he did it to multiple women that he wait turn on his lights pull them over and take advantage of them. Again, abuse of power. Yes, this may have taken place in the 90s, late 90s. Just think. That's what these counseling seminars are for. And I believe that all precincts all states, cities, towns, including the sheriff's department, need to do this as well. Because in my eyes, there is no safety. There should be. There should be a lot of safety protocols everything. You show me you have a badge Okay, fine. But take it with this stigma when I say this. Just because you have a badge doesn't mean shit to me. It's how you act is what truly matters. Okay, yeah, you may be a police officer. But if you don't show me respect, I'm not going to show you respect. That's just the thing. It's two-way street. I myself, who has never broken the law, but yet I see officers every day abusing their power because, ooh, it's a shiny gold badge. It's like really, you might as well put a sticker on him and say, good luck. That's just my opinion. Like I said. But man, has anybody been looking on Twitter lately? Holy crap. Some funny shit has been said. Like Jim Carrey. Oh my gosh. I love Jim Carrey, but when he grew his beard and then he shaved it, it was like, dude, what are you doing? And then you got Ricky Jarvis, always doing live videos. That weird man, I swear. It's kind of hard to be at your home and wishing you could do more. But that's the thing. We're at a fuck me situation where you're at and uh, is this going to be over anytime soon? We don't know. I feel like we're just getting, you know, the runaround. 
keeps going over and over and over. But if you're with this ride called the Himalayan, you're rocking back and forth, okay? And then it just keeps, then it just goes in a circle. And it's like, oh crap, is this going to end? Who knows? And that's why, you know, Americans in this country are asking, how long is this going to take? When is this going to be over? Oh, it should be over in no time. No. My my wife's kids have been home from school ever since this whole fucking shit best happened. And I, I feel very bad for the teachers and the students. I feel bad for even my, my wife's children. Because they broke routine for them. And with people who have special needs, children can understand about routines. You break a routine, you're basically throwing out their, you know, the order. And guess what? Child explodes. They'll lash out. They'll get angry. Or they'll just break down and be depressed. We don't necessarily know what the hell is going on. I mean, I'm sitting here every day going, they're just not going to let anything open again. Right now, everything's open for the most part. Gas stations, you know, Walmart. And a few things in the mall, but there's a lot of things closing as well. Because they can't afford to keep the business going. And when it comes time to pay your bills, just go, hey, I ain't got that much. What happens? You got to shut the business down. And then you start back at square one. It sucks. And I feel for you people out there who are struggling to pay a bill on a building because you're not making what you need to to pay to keep the building going. Although, you know, for me, I'm loving life. I'm just not going to take it for granted, like I said before. It's the littlest things that make me happy, like what? Just waking up and knowing the fact that you're safe, you're sound, there's no worries, there's no cares. Except for when your daughter tries to make herself look like a clown. (laughs) Anyways. Y'all have a great day. And for anybody who listens to me. Thank you. And I appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. Laters.